that shows that they're working on it. That's a life hack or a plane hack. A, a per hack. Is, there, is that an onomatopoetic? Yeah, yes. Hmm, might be an astringent. So, good week? Yeah, well, it was. My God, Dan, what's happened? It's falling apart. This thing's going off the rails. You know, every time, every time now, I, when I listen to old shows, or sometimes I hear you say a uh, component, and then you don't do the bit after it, and it makes me a little sad. I think, I, yeah, I want to keep it fresh. How do you do that? Tupperware? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta burp the bowl. You're on fire I, today. You haven't I, been like this in a I'm while. I'm the opposite of fire. What's happening um, to you? This is great. I had to do a lot of prep for the show, and now I'm kind of confused. I didn't eat. All I had is this astringent. Tea. What have you had? So today, what time is it there? It's eleven uh, twenty-two. Oh, it's in San Francisco. So San Francisco. Uh, have you eaten anything yet today? It's nine thirty. Excuse me. It's uh, it is eleven twenty-two. Now you're going to spoil the longevity of the show by saying that's eleven twenty-two. Well, the show will be dated. It won't be applicable because now they know what time <laughs> it, it was. Why do you think of the fellow that's running for president? Name a Dewey. I don't think he's got a chance. Has, has it ever occurred to you, occurred to you that I've agreed to look after the <laughs> man the first? Stick knives. So anyway, this is the problem with our show, Dan, and this that is why we, we need a way. We need a way for people to have a way in because they're going to listen to this and they're going to think this is not America. What is the way into this show? I went back and listened to uh, E7. Oh, that's the you, good one. You told me you think that's our best show. That's the good one. I still think... Um, as I'm constantly reminded by people who used to like the show more, that S1E1 uh, is actually a pretty good place to start. Yeah, that's the, that's the good one. Now, the thing is, if you want to go in and you want to go to um, back to work uh, first class, you know, or, or you want to learn the origin stories, it helps to go back to that pipeline interview. That's, to go back the, even that, further, the, that's fine for Merlin episode. That's fine for Merlin episode. Uh, to go back even further, you should watch me playing diplomacy in seventh grade. Because that's really where the pain. They could also go and and listen, or uh, yeah, listen to the episode with you and Jeffine, the conversation episode, which is yeah, really you went off a, the rails. I was a spaz in that one. I was a total spaz. I went off the rails. Is that ping pong? Are you allowed to say spaz? Is that is that has that become ableist to say spaz? <clears throat> yeah, no, that's fine to say that. Did I just use like three words you never heard? Most of the words you use are words I've never heard. Welcome to 2012. Is that ableist? So here's the thing. Did you have a good week? It's okay, fine. Week. Yeah, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I had an idea for, uh, for something to talk about today that I think uh, I'd like to talk about. Okay. Well, as, uh, as per usual, I was, uh, I was listening to uh, you and Money Boy uh, do his show, uh, Build and Analyze <laughs> uh, episode. Uh, what's, what, what was that? Now, who, who are we on 90. par with? We're on parody roughly with Syracuse. It's Marco that started earlier. Is that correct? No. Have you noticed this? I think we're almost show for show with, uh, with a cleric, with Jacer. Yeah, hypercritical is did number eighty on Friday, and we're doing we're doing our number eighty right now. Whoa, we're neck and neck. Ooh man! And technically, that's not true because there have been two episodes that John Syracuse was not on of hypercritical. So you are actually ahead here. So much for only doing three shows and then not doing any more. You you've continued to do them. Do do you, do do you um. We stipulate that I have hung around longer than you and pretty much anyone else expected. Not longer than I expected, but yes, longer than anyone else expected. Just can't admit anything, can you? I'll admit. I'll admit it if it's true. You it's know a big that. party. It's a big part of your charm. There's no question. I thought that you would do these uh, forever. I never thought you would stop doing them. Based on my entire life up until literally today, the conversation that we were having just a few minutes ago, 
for myself, I think I would have probably, based on past being prologue and, and future being prelogue, I think I literally just made that up. Uh, the uh, I would do three very enthusiastically. I would do a fourth where I was probably a little hungover, and then I would do the fifth late, and then I would for some reason just not do it for a couple months, and then come back and be all mad about the fact that I'd done any of them. I didn't talk think about that. What, no, that's what I would have thought. Uh, I, I put this. I, I tweeted this on the tutor uh, a minute ago. Let's see what I said. I said um, for today. What, what hurt you? It's a couple things you guys talked about on build and analyze that uh, I didn't. Two things I didn't even realize I was thinking in the last few days: kicking and screaming. Hmm. You ever heard that phrase? Being dragged, kicking and screaming into something. Heard it. I've lived it. Mm. Have you kicked and screamed? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I, everything. I didn't want to do nothing. Yeah. No, me neither. Were you obdurant? <laughs> Obviously. Or obdurant, as you say. Well, Maybe. I mean, you know, let, let's just let's just say what we mean. Incorrigible is the word. Incorrigible. <laughs> that sounds like only Betty Davis should be allowed to say that. <laughs> do do your Betty Davis again. Let me hear it. I can't. Really, I don't let's really. Hear, my, come my on. Betty don't Davis be modest. Don't be like, modest. Just do it. Well, like a uh, Baby Jane era. Yeah. About Eve. Um, she's an all about Eve, right? Am I thinking of? Uh, but you are in that chair. Yeah, incorrigible. Now, now, see, now I just sound like I sound like somebody on the radio. In the I know you can't help it, but you let's, do anyway. Let's start over. All right. I listened to the incorrigible yesterday. It was really good. It was all yeah. about brave. The incorrigible was great. <laughs> Kicking and screaming, and, and so let's let's be clear about what that means. Uh, you know, you, you say to somebody, it's like what uh, what Beast what, what Beast says uh, to, to to the guy in that cartoon. He says, "There's two ways we can do this." You know what I mean? And you know what the two, two ways are. What are the two ways Beast tells them that it can go? It can go easy or it can go hard. Go hard or easy. It's all up to you. And you, you hear this a lot if you watch Cops, like I used to watch. Although I never would admit it. I used to watch Cops. That intro song still just... Oh, oh God, best. why'd you say that? <laughs> but can you imagine those guys? They started out, they bought some TVs, they got some uh, SM57s, and they said, Yeah, man. I and I are going to be one of the great reggae bands of our time. Shaka, Bra, Jimmy Buffett. And, and then they went out. They got, oh, my, oh, man, you cannot believe this. I received a telex from Fox Network. They want to use our Bad Boys song. And you, they go, oh, I and I, man, let's smoke lots of marijuana for something religion. And then you go, now all of a sudden you're that band. It's, worse than, it's, it's way worse than Baby Got Back. It's worse than, uh, what's his name, MC Junior? Like, you're more than a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like, now you are that band. And when you go and you play at casinos, people are just going to suffer. Suffer 36 minutes of all your other BS so they can hear you do the dunk the bad boys. Don't you think? I, I just, just it, that song's got the right hook. Yeah. Sorry about the siren. What? Oh, man, you really are there. I'm right here in the city. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough here in the city, boy. It's a, it's a hard life on the streets. I mean, technically, yeah. what you're doing is, is considered squatting. <laughs> right? I mean, I you don't you pay the, for that place. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, I have, if I have a landlord, I, he hasn't caught me yet. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the place. I, I'm surprised if they you would even go there. You have no idea where my office is. Or I don't know it where is. it is, but I've I seen took the a photo. I took a photo of the hand job place. Yeah. I think I took a photo of my daughter sitting in squalor. Yes. Did, have you seen my Black Widow yet? You see that photo? Um, I saw the photo you sent with the two phoenixes. Yeah. I'll send this to you on the road by. 
Um, and so B says, look, we can do this hard or easy. You hear that a lot. And on cops, they say that a lot. Look, we can do this either hard or easy. Like, here's the thing, you know, whether you're a project manager or a bouncer or, or a, a, a brilliant super genius scientist who looks a lot like a blue furry cat, like you could say to somebody, it's going to be hard or easy. Well, the easy way is I tell you to do this thing because it has to happen and you do it. That's the easy way, right? The hard way is any other way because that's going to happen, Right. This is, I know this sounds obvious, but this is the key part of the kicking and screaming. Being dragged kicking and screaming into something means no matter how much you kick and no matter how much you scream, the thing is still going to happen either way. It's just a matter of whether you're going to adapt to it or not. So far, so good? Yeah, I'm on da- down with the adapting part. I like this. I like you where you're going fl- with this. You see the flypaper? The Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, 1984 epic? Yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of uh, Bull Durham. Um, <laughs> you see how it's over Black Widow's head, kind of like mistletoe. Yeah, Isn't that nice. It is nice. Merry Christmas, Scarlet. Josh, I like the U- I like the URL too. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's full size. I see. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You mean you mean she's full size? It's full size. Huh. Hmm. Kicking and screaming. I feel like I got dragged kicking and screaming into two things uh, this week. And uh, I just want to use them as examples. And uh, they may be interesting to talk about in and of themselves. Uh, but I think they're even more interesting to talk about as examples that I can speak to personally of two things that I bet a lot of you this week were pretty, I'm going to guess, a lot of people, including Marco, and I think including you to some extent, have been real iffy about. And now it's just a thing we got to do, to quote Louis C.K. That's just the thing you do now. <laughs> I... Uh, Alan uh, Odegaardsen, Alan, Alan, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he open sourced uh, the TextMate this week, which, you know, that's TextMate is a text editor. I don't know if you're all are aware of that, but it's the text editor that, that I have used for years as, as a Ruby on Rails guy, Dan, you've, you've, you've been an early, since the early days, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember, I think it was at a Rails, like the first RailsConf, maybe when I noticed that people were using it around that time period. I, that sounds right. Because it, was, it really it was, it. was huge in the Rails. It probably still is huge in the Rails community. And then David uh, Hannemeyer Hansen-Mensenden did that uh, famous demonstration, Boom. Yeah. They had real pretty, uh, real pretty themes yeah. for Ruby that were real tricked out. I remember um, when TextMate was first just announced, and even from looking at it in, you know, the, you know, just talking about it coming out pre-alpha, I was just champing at the bit like every day. I was one of those people where I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. Because like, like our friend Marco, like I have unlimited respect for bare bones, but I haven't used BB Edit on a daily basis in a long time. It's just not a fit for me. BB Edit it doesn't work the way I, I think. I, I, I love the app. I own it. I buy the latest copy. I have an actual license and it's great, but it's just never been quite the right fit. And I just remember seeing TextMate and going, oh my God, this is going to be so great. It took a little while to learn. You know, it's always been a little, it's always been a tough ramp in with TextMate. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, TextMate, you know, certainly nothing like, you know, VI or Emacs, but it's not transparently obvious how to use TextMate. It, it is very, it was very different from using something like Photoshop or Excel, where if you were patient and looked at every menu in the pull down in Photoshop, you could figure out where stuff was. You knew where to change it. You had a preferences area. And, you know, it, there was some, certainly not on the level of Emacs, but it was something where once I got really, really good at TextMate, was making my own bundles, was repackaging other people's scripts, you know, in bundles and hooking stuff together with macros. I mean, I am really, really invested in yeah. TextMate. I, it's what I've done everything in for years. It's what I write everything in. 
uh, every every Twitter toot that I write starts out in TextMate, and I know exactly where 140 character is, is as I'm typing. Um, you name it, everything. And I, I've really tricked it out. It works great for me. So, it's, you know, like Marcus said on Build and Analyze, opportunity cost. You mentioned opportunity cost. Um, or sunk, no, I'm sorry, sunk cost fallacy, which is this, you know, this notion that like you put so much into something, you get a car that's worth $2,000. Roderick talked about his family having a car that's worth about 1800 bucks, but having spent like $40,000 on repairs. That's how I feel with TextMate. We're like, I've known for the longest time that my amount of investment in that was running up against the fact that it was really starting to seem clear that this was never going to be a thing in the same way that BB Edit was a thing. And I fought it, you know? I kicked and I screamed and I kept using TextMate and I kept using TextMate, and I'm still using TextMate. Like a second ago, I was typing in TextMate, even though I'm trying really hard to get off it. Because I don't think it's going anywhere. And now I feel like every day I spend time on that, every hour I spend time on that, um, I'm getting the comfort of using that. <clears throat> but I feel, I, I must tell you, I have been kicked and screamed into Sublime Text. I bought it, mm. trying to make myself use it. Me too. There's lots about it that I like a lot. There's lots about it that's crazy confusing that I think will get clarified. But... That's one example. Like this week, I had to give up something that is so deeply ingrained in my workflow that it's difficult for me to think about changing it. It's not quite on par with having to change computer platforms, but it's not that far off. I mean, once you get into text files and you, uh, or, you know, in your case, the text files that become, you know, programs, uh, applications, uh, what have you, you get really, don't you think you get really attached to that? Oh, very. I mean, it becomes, it, it becomes something that, um, if if it's done right, it's like second nature. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you want to integrate it into your workflow. You want to use an app that becomes your friend. You spend all day in it, right? If you uh, if you're somebody who who enjoys cooking a lot, and you're a very if you're an accomplished chef, right. you could probably you could probably cook in the back of an RV. Uh, you could cook around a campfire. Yeah, but to, to do to really sizzle if you like you've got to do it in your own kitchen with your own knives where you know where the cumin is right like you know everything in there if somebody came in and moved everything around and gave you new knives or for that matter gave you like our our busted ass san francisco oven that doesn't need doesn't tell you what temperature it is it's really it's like a hovel dan we how do you off. how do you cook if it doesn't like without the temperature of inside the oven yeah there's not a window there's not a light and the thing we bought at Walgreens a few years ago is all uh, broasted over, so you can't even read the temperature on it. Broasted, broasted, broasted. I've gotten pretty good at at, at knowing, you know. I, we have a lot of extremely rare meat, probably with worms in it, you know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, well, like pork? No, no, no. Oh, you got to watch the pork. I do the pork to medium. Mm-hmm. Don't derail me. So here's here's the thing. Uh, if you're a cook, you know, you know you know what this feels like. If you're anything, if you're an automobile mechanic, you know, um, I guess metric wrenches would be a bad, a bad uh, example. But you lay things out when you when you get good at your work, y- you become very attached to the tools that you use. It's one good sign that you become less of a fiddler. I think you know. Um, I think people get fiddly with their tools when they don't really they haven't gotten good, great at what they do, or they're not sure what their work is about. Right. And I've certainly had instances of that. In the last few days, I've had a bunch of stuff I had to do. And now for me, you know what that means? I'm sitting there looking at the infinite number of settings that I can do to JSON my way into making, uh, into bending sublime text to my will. But that's been hard for me. I have kicked, I've gone kicking and screaming. I went the hard way, not the easy way. The easy way would have been to set aside all of my cognitive biases and, and uh, string around my finger and, and saying, gosh, I hope TextMate... You know, it's easy enough to sit around and go, I hope this keeps going okay. But now it's clear that I'm, 
you know, it's not that investment has been great for me. I've gotten a lot accomplished over the years, but now it's time to move on, and that's hard. So how, just just quickly, how are you doing with the uh, with the Sublime text? You know, I, it is probably I feel the best solution out there for those of us who are in the situation you've described with with going away from TextMate. I'm not thrilled with it. There is a lot of there are a lot of things with it that I don't like, and I don't know if I don't like them because I'm used to doing it a certain way already. Or right. if, if I, I just don't like them because they're not good. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you one thing straight off the bat. I'm going to put um, a few things in show notes here that have helped me. Um, I'll tell you one thing straight off the bat is that because it is in some ways, I think it, I don't say it started as a uh, TextMate clone because it's existed on other platforms before, but, but clearly they, they brought them out into Muhammad. Being able to use TextMate bundles, uh, you know, emulating bits of the way that it looks and works, you know, the themes. And again, these are things that text editors have had for years. But I think, I think Sublime Text, the f- people who make that have been have very clearly understood, perhaps in the same way that LaunchBar understood how they could gain an advantage over Quicksilver, mm. which was kind of languishing for so long. Yeah. You know, eventually LaunchBar has a wonderful page on how to transition from Quicksilver that includes a quote from Alcor, from Nicholas, the guy who made Quicksilver that says, hey, I use LaunchBar now, you should too. Mm. I mean, what, what better page could you make than that? Yeah. But uh, what I'll say, just, in, just to close this a little bit, is that it, it's, it's, it's somewhat difficult for me because I've done stuff like just stupid macros. I've got a macro in TextMate that command op- option shift return removes all unnecessary line breaks. Like I know, yes, I know Van Hoot. There's a million ways to do that. Um, but I've got all this dumb stuff that I like transposed phonetically and said and awk that I copied from somebody's site. You know, I, I know I can move all that stuff over, but I got stuff to do. I knew this was going to be a pain. And the other thing I will say to their credit, in addition to emulating pretty much everything that TextMate does, it does a lot of stuff better. I mean, that Command P and the Command Shift P <coughs> are both just nuts. Command Shift P, you know, gives you access to pretty. It's kind of like, um, boy, this is going to be great, ladies. Control uh, Command T on TextMate. You remember where you bring up the little command panel? That's easier than ever. There's all kinds of great stuff up in the uh, selection, expand, section to line, all this stuff that like anybody who uses VI would know, but it makes it a lot easier. And what I'm, man, I'll tell you what I'm loving is, uh, is something here in, let me get this right, control. They've got this Emacs-like thing. Oh, this is so great. If you're in a markdown document, you know, with the mark, mark, markdown syntax on, yeah. on you hit control C, control N. And it takes you to the next heading. Control C, Control P takes you back to the previous one. This is so much faster than using a mouse. It's great to have that little side rail thingy where you can scroll up and down. Do you have it but, set up where where you don't really need to mouse around at all, where you can do everything from keyboard? I eventually will. In TextMate, I have that. I mean, I know, for example, in TextMate, I hit Command Shift D, and it selects the whole line, right? Um, and I, I haven't gotten quite VI enough to jump straight to where I want. But I do use arrow keys and command and shift with the arrow keys to really fly. I mean, I, yeah. I'm really, I, I, I think, I, I think you, if you watch somebody who's really good at VI, Vim, like you see real magic happen. I think that's the equivalent of touch typing. I think I'm a really fast hunt and peck typer in a text file would be the way to think of it. So, but now command shift D, du- I think it duplicates lines. Yeah, Command Shift D in this case duplicates lines. Okay, so what do I do? I see that now. Do I go in and change that now? Do I do it later? In my case, because because um, I'm that guy, I have a text file <laughs> where I capture. If you're curious, um, I have a kind of text file called BIQNX: bugs, information, questions, notes. 
and then the X is a meta letter that uh, I, I capture for all the stuff I use a lot. If I have a question about Squarespace, it goes in Squarespace, B-I-Q-N-X. I now have one called Sublime Text, B-I-Q-N-X. And I just append to that every time I think of something that I need to straighten out. That's a life hack. Nice. I, lo- I love it. I could tell I'm going to love it. The multiple... Um, uh, this, you should, have you seen this yet, Dan? On um, Again, I just uh, forgive me. I followed lots of other people's uh, links for this, so I don't know who to credit for Vias on all of this. But if you go Google um, Net Toots, <laughs> Net Tutorials. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Toots Plus. Yeah. Anyway, Sublime Text 2 Tips and Tricks. <laughs> it's got some great stuff in it um, for, for immediately seeing why this is great and then like installing that package control, mm, which you definitely have want to install. Um, there is actually a Vim plugin that'll let you do all the Vim stuff. Oh, did you notice that it has modal stuff? Have you noticed that yet? I sometimes accidentally go into command mode or visual mode. Yeah. Did you know that no, exists? I, I didn't. Well, I mean... I and what's funny is you escape an eye to go in and out of it, Neat. which it was kind of cool because I, I, I barely, I, that's like, that's like, I don't know, that's like a, a monkey making a souffle. <laughs> I just hit a button and it happened to work and I was like, yee, yee, <laughs> so They call I, that, I just, in, in photography, I, they call that chimping. Because <laughs> even, even, even a monkey could eventually get a good photo. Yeah. Hmm, that's not like shrimping. No, it's a totally okay. different thing. But I got that's drag kicking and streaming. Now I'm, now that's a big city thing. And yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I, I'm happy. I'm excited. I, I, I'm trying to change all my key mappings. If I were really cool and smart, I would just delete TextMate so that it's not even a temptation. Do you force find, myself are you going back to it? Or is it like you, you keep going back to it? Well, yeah, because you know me, like I've got, I'm, my Mac is so tricked out for the way that I work. Things like when I'm in silly stuff, like when I'm in NVAlt and I want to edit this file in a different text editor, control command T opens that in TextMate. I save it. It goes right back and it's, you know, edited in place. Um, just all kinds of things where it's been my default everything. I mean, it's, you know, um, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it was Syracuse. Uh, I listened back to Syracuse's Mountain Lion. Um, was it Mountain Lion? I forget what it was. But we was talking about like the desktop as the floor for your yeah, site. Yeah, that was, that was uh, the last episode of Hypercritical, um, definitely talking about Mountain Lion. I think this is a terrific example. Um, and I... I I, it was a seven-hour podcast, so I had to urinate uh, like 11 times. But uh, I might have missed some of it. But, but I think what he was saying was it's for some old Mac <laughs> user like you and me, yeah. you sort of think of the desktop as the floor. If you think of your Mac as a virtual building, the desktop is the floor. It's, eventually, stuff's going to land there. You throw stuff there. It's fine. And you really lose that metaphor or that analogy, whatever, w- with Mountain Lion in a lot of ways. Like for me, when I'm in a dialog box, uh, Command-D, I'm constantly hitting Command-D because that takes me to the desktop and I just save it there. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, that's my little working space or whatever. Um, from a functional, like, how I work standpoint, that's TextMate. If I can do it in TextMate, I will do it there. You know, I mean, what is it everybody says about Emacs? Emacs is, is, is great for doing everything except text editing. <laughs> like, if I can do it in TextMate, I will. Yeah. For sure. Um, and so, yeah, as you can imagine, that's a hard adjustment. I'm kicking and screaming. But does that, does that feel like an example? Of the that's a great example. And don't you think there are people who will keep kicking and keep screaming and keep doing it the hard way and they'll stick with it. They'll, and, and I'm not saying that's bad or dumb because certainly there will be forks of this. This people will GitHub the, the crap out of this, out of TextMate. But it isn't quite the same. Well, let me put it this way. I mean, you can tell a lot about the health and liveliness of almost anything involving computers not simply based on the number of people who use it, but based on the number of people who make things for it. Fair to say? Yeah, that because it's almost a creating of a community, something where a community spontaneously forms around it. 
Yes, yes. And a la the second thing we're going to talk about in a minute that I'm kicking and screaming into, you have the network effect, where if you want, if you want to have the most themes for sites, if you want to have the most extensions for sites, you probably should use WordPress because WordPress has so many of those. It's, it's you know, for what, you know, uh, there's good reasons for using WordPress. I mean, it's, it's free and it's free. And there's, you know, you, so the thing is though, like if you're really, really, really into Joomla, like you'll be fine, but you're, but if you're starting out and deciding where to go as far as like, let's say you're a real whacker at it and don't, and just want a whole bunch of pretty themes. Well, you're not going to get, I understand. I'm sure Joomla can be very, very pretty. <laughs> Ever used Joomla? No. A control panel. Oh my God. The control Joomla. panel. It looks like somebody, it looks like somebody dropped a thesaurus. It's, it just doesn't make a lick of sense to me. But anyway, um, there's always going to be communities that go around stuff. Like I, I've really enjoyed Drupal and Drupal has really grown as a community. There was a time when movable type attracted all the best and the brightest. They ended right. up hiring a lot of people. They hired like Jay, the guy who made the preeminent you know, spam uh, fighting plugin, Jay Allen. Um, but that's how, you, that's how you can judge the richness of, of a community. So you get attracted, again, by the network effect. The network effect is just this idea that um, the more people that use something, the more people will use something. And if, if you don't achieve that critical mass of people uh, at, at some point, it doesn't tip. I think I just literally became journal error. Um, so here's, here's what happens. Uh, all, those pe- all those people making bundles and all those people like, you know, people like Thomas Salot, people like Subtle Gradient. I wonder if Subtle Gradient is going to continue. Hi, if you're out there, Thomas. I, if, I wonder if he's going to continue to make his insanely great do-everything kitchen sink bundles for TextMate. Well, I mean, it, people are just going to drag it over and put it in Sublime Text, I think in probably over 60% of the cases. Why not start adding new features to this other fork, to this new thing? Not a fork, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I think when that community goes away, when that network effect starts diminishing, and how many of you are rushing to check your Orcut account every day that, that aren't in Brazil? <laughs> oh, right? I mean, you, God, remember how much you loved Friendster? Like, how often are you checking in on that? Do you yeah. remember when MySpace was, was the total gorilla? Well, in every conceivable sense, the community has gone to Facebook because you can develop things for it. You can make money from it. It's where people are for reasons that are inexplicable to me. Uh, but that's where, that's where you go, Right. People make apps for iOS because they can make money from it. That's, and there's lots of people buying it. So kicking and screaming, part one. It's, it's frustrating, though. It's frustrating to have to change. Yeah. It's one thing to have, oh, I've got Chocolat, and I've got Smoltron, and I've got... Was that Smoltron? Wasn't that the one? <clears throat> Smelt, I'm thinking of Am I thinking of Lingen? Am I, no, Lingen's for the launch D. I think it's Smoltron. But you've got all these great text editors. You can go out and try do these different things. When that's something where you can just go out and play with it, that's one thing. Yeah. You ever, you ever go to a job where they force you to use a certain email app? Where they yeah, force it's you the use worst. Yeah. I, I faced this on 43 folders back in the day because I, I was really dug in on the fact that I was not going to talk about Windows, period. You know? I mean, this was a place, this is, we were like the Black Panthers. This was finally like a safe place where it was not dumb to be a Mac user, which meant a lot, even in 2004. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> to, to paraphrase uh, uh, John Hodgman, if you would like to learn things about Windows, may I suggest that you go literally anywhere else in the world? Like, you're going to find stuff about Windows. But what's funny was, uh, he's in there referring to sports. Um, but, but in my case, I eventually discovered that a lot of my readers were people who loved using their Macs at home, but were forced to use Windows at work, which is where they needed the life hacks. I felt peculiarly unqualified to help them with those problems, but I was, became more sympathetic to that. And so like today, you know, you may be stuck using some crazy 
you know, flavor of what, some kind of exchange? Like, well, what are examples of this? When you were an IT guy, was there ever stuff that you had to force on people? Well, and pretty much everything, love? pretty much everything, because <laughs> it was, it was Windows and that, that meant everything that they didn't like had to be enforced on them, which was mm. everything. I mean, you remember, <laughs> I told you that story about how I had to delete that messaging. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that was the only time where we like took something away, but we were constantly forcing things on them and their computers, they, they, they had to use these computers over which they had no control. I mean, I don't know when you stopped using windows, but along with windows NT, you know, you, you, you no longer really, I mean, you had like, you had a password in older versions of windows, but there were, it was very easy to get around having to use it. But like with windows NT and especially windows 2000, you had the concept of an administrative user and if you weren't an admin, and I mean, this exists on a, many computer systems, including the Mac today, where you can create a non-administrative user. But it was very, very prevalent in this environment where we worked with Windows 2000, where you couldn't even install software that you needed to do your job without an admin password. And imagine right. this, as a software developer, how often you would need to install stuff. And the only way you could do it was when, like, the admin, the like one of the 20 you know, NT, the 2000 system administrators who were roaming around, you'd like beg them, please come and unlock my computer and stand there while I install something and then lock it back up. I mean, you couldn't even install the software you needed to do your job or an update to it without them coming down. And you would have to like go into their IT support system and request that they come by and they would set up. A, well, we'll be there on 2, 2 p.m. On, on, on Thursday. And they'd send a guy down. Because there's one guy, one guy who it. has the ring. One guy has the ring of keys that, that can make your job change. Yeah. But you know what? This is in a funny way. You're really making me think of something. That's this is a, a terrific example. Because speaking of community, think about the community of of wherever you work and the people who do make those decisions higher up, or or people who willfully suffer those decisions, you know, or permit them. I mean. It's the people who are down in the dungeons making all the code or, or doing the whatever, looking the stamps for the envelopes. Like, they don't get a lot of input. We actually, to go back to that um, episode of the conversation, we talked, or I think that's where it was, but talking about the kinds of tools you get to choose at work and how Veen was like, you know, he yeah. doesn't want to ever have to work in an environment again where he's like not allowed to do stuff, that he'll find a way around that. Right. Well, think about that community of, of people where, you know, for, and this is, I'm going to go into my, my mode for a minute here. If you're a manager and you spend a lot of time talking to other people, uh, you spend a lot of time finding out what other people are doing, um, calling meetings, like you're going to be good to go with exchange anything and a BlackBerry. Like you, you could really be, that's no problem because the whole nature of your job is whatever, you know, unless you're, I, I doubt that you're sitting there doing check-ins from your BlackBerry. Like by and large, you're saying you're coming to this meeting from three till 11 because <laughs> that's the kind of thing managers do. And so all of those tools are totally fine with you. And you may not even understand why people would be whining so much about not being able to have the tools, the sharp tools for their interesting problems, as I like to say. Um, I've never heard you say that. Sharp tools and interesting problems. You've heard like me say that. that. That should be the title. You should listen to our show. This one? Yeah. When you say R, I'm, I assume you mean one of the other ones. I'm sorry, here. you should listen You should listen to my show, Roderick on the Line. Speaking of passwords, can I tell you about something I like? Yeah, I would love to hear about this. Do you know about this one password? You ever heard of this? I have never never heard of or used this. Actually, so to home- be, I just bought a, uh, a family pack, a five license pack. Which a I family, have family pack. A family pack. Family pack. And my, uh, my new employees are using this, and I'm finally, I'm finally getting my wife to come around and use this. 
Really? Yeah. Like, because you, you consider all of your employees to be like family. And I consider my family to be employees. <laughs> oh, what is, that? what is that? What did I get? You should listen to my program, Roderick on the Line. Okay, I want I'll you to go, if, if you have the password to get onto your computer, uh, please go to agilebits.com slash, well, just go to agilebits.com and uh, click on one password. You know, well, why give people more information? <laughs> what I want you to do, H, T, I'm clicking... <laughs> W W. What I like is that when you w, go to Agile Bits, they get two w. things. They get two things right, Merlin. There's no, no, no www. No, no, no That's nope. number one. And number two, it immediately redirects you to HTTPS when you go there. There, everything about these guys is about security. Isn't that great? That is the best. I, I have a I have a dingus on my Chrome mm, that uh, automatically. Wow. <laughs> I have a dingus DMI, on my Chrome, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, I got flypaper over my Johansson, so <laughs> got a lot of problems, Dan. <laughs> So I have a dingus that, uh, what's it called? Uh, force. Majeure. Cave, force Majeure. It's the, it's the God Clause. <laughs> there is no God Clause. No, I'm sorry. God, God Clause is dead. Right. So God Clause is coming to town. I need to lay down, Dan. <laughs> <Good morning. laughs> no. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, one password. Hey, guys, um, I, I don't want to be that guy here. But uh, let's just say it's, a, it's as good a time as ever to start using 1Password. 1Password, uh, the, the name is a little bit, I won't say misleading, but, um, but the idea of 1Password is... be called is all passwords. The default state for most of us, especially if you started the world on an iOS device and had to type in an easy-to-type password. Let's talk about that someday, Dan. Yeah. The problem of, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but like a lot of people on iOS is the first device they ever buy. We talked about this on Kind of Critical, E2. Um, uh, and a lot of times you type in what's easy to type in on a phone, easy to remember on a phone. Why? Because you don't have an easy way to generate a password that's good. And if you did generate a password that's good, you, you wouldn't have a way to remember it. This is, you know, a classic, the classic kind of, you know, security problem is the more secure you make somebody have their password be, the more likely they're going to tape it to their monitor. And this is where you end up with pencil 69 or, or what have you. Um, and so the idea behind 1Password is it remembers all the places that you log in. It helps you generate um, very secure passwords. And then it allows you, this is the neat part, it allows you to create one master password for all of your stuff. And that's what I want to talk about this week. You know, you, you could have, let's put it this way, you could have locks on every door in your house, but it's only going to be as good as the locks that you have on all the outward-facing doors. And for that matter, uh, as good as the doors and the hinges and so on and so forth. But you know what I mean? It's, it's like if you have, uh, if you have 100 uh, pretty secure doors inside your house, but you've got a screen door uh, latching the front, that's not going to be so great. So I want to talk to you about, first of all, you need to be getting 1Password. Uh, it works on all these different platforms. Dan, have you used it on different platforms? I have used it on two platforms. I've used it on my Mac and I've used it on my iPhone. And, well, I, I guess my iPad, but that's all one. But those are the only two I've I've, I've used it on myself. But there have been there's numerous things going around that I don't want to go into. But there's been there, this. Let's just say that there's a good time to first of all have different passwords for different things, and second of all to put those in a place where you're not going to have to fuss and use sticky notes. And so what I want to just tell you today, first of all, you should be using one password if you're not already. Shame on you. Uh, but for God's sake, use something. But I <laughs> I hope you'll use one password. And I want to point to some posts. Um, up on their site that talk about how to get a better master password. Um, and we put this in show notes, Dan. Where can people find show notes for this episode of the program? Yeah, you go to uh, 5x5.tv slash B as in boy, 2 as in the number, W as in women, slash 80. And this is episode 80. And you can go there and you can see the show notes. You can see all the stuff that we've been talking about and uh, links to this. 
Um, I love everybody at Agile Bits uh, uh, more than the other. I love them all. But one of my favorite guys at Agile Bits is this guy named Jeff, who's a real whiz, super interesting guy. And he's there. Is cryptography the right word? He's there like, let's make things uh, <laughs> secure guy. Hmm. Yes, you know, I'm a technologist. And he writes these wonderful posts for their blog um, uh, on a regular blog.agilebits.com. These are in show notes. But um, he's written some great stuff on how to pick a better master password. And he, he, he explodes the myth of saying like, okay, you know, you go to any password security checker out, out there. And if, if you put in, you know, let's say you put in um, uh, my country tis of thee. If you put that in with spaces, if you put that in a, in, a pass, in a password meter, a lot of them will warn you that you should use alphanumeric special characters, etc. But a lot of them won't warn you that you just said a, concession, a succession of words that would be extremely easy to guess. Way easier than uh, a more random series. And so he gives you some great tricks for coming up with a good master password that will protect uh, your, your other passwords. And it doesn't have to be crazy. You can have you can have a really strong password uh, that will you know at least at least latch your screen door. And it doesn't have to be that much harder than the crazy one Van Hoot gave you that you have on a Post-it note. So we don't want to go on and on about this, but we do want to encourage you to go to agilebits.com and check out One Password. It's available for my gosh. Well, I mean, I, I use it. I'm you know as you know I'm an Apple nerd. I use it on my iPad, on my iPhone. I use it everywhere that I can. And uh, you know. The guys, you got to get away from using the same pass. Everybody's hard on Dropbox about this recent <clears throat> problem. Hmm. But the way people got into Dropbox was not Dropbox's fault. They just leveraged people who were using the same password for everything. So anyway, <clears throat> good idea to get away from that. Go to agilebits.com and, and visit show notes for our show uh, to see some of these great articles by Jeff uh, on getting a more secure password. You know, something else I put in notes... <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I had an astringent. What What's happening? I think it's an astringent. I'm getting. I'm telling you. I'm losing my points of articulation. Make your throat like close up. <laughs> You're not careful. Uh, I linked to one thing on GitHub that's pretty great. I was just telling you about this, uh, Dan. It's called uh, ZXCVBN after one of the notoriously bad passwords. And oh, it's a little yeah. bit JavaScript where you can go in and test your password in a real-world sense, and it'll show you things like what bits of it are dictionary words, what bits of it are consecutive. Unlike a lot of those kind of inscrutable password meters, it's a pretty neat one. You can check that out at GitHub. There's some other ones out there. And uh, what was the other thing I wanted to share? Uh, I think that's probably enough for... Now, what was the one I sent you? What was it? Uh, passfault. 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 Uh, we should put that in too. Passfault.appspot.com has a pretty neat uh, way to show you like which parts of your password might not be so great, um, and uh, and which parts, um, which parts are making it good, and which parts are making it kind of good. Weak. Good luck getting that page to work too. By the way, you know what your problem is? I think you're not running Java. No, I'm, I'm not running Java. You running Coffee Java? No, 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 no. What about uh, FaceScript? You got FaceScript going? Is that the uh, the Grease Monkey one? No, you're thinking of RailSpot. Okay. <clears throat> We'd like to uh, thank our friends at Agile Bits. Agile Bits, thank you to Dave and Rustam and to JXPX1138 and to all the wonderful people at Agile Bits for all that they do. And thank you to, uh, to Jeff, who's a riot. Uh, go to AgileBits.com. Thank you very much for supporting 5x5 and back to work. Example two. I'm going to make this real short. Example two. Example two, I'm okay. going to make this real short, okay. kicking and screaming. I will be totally fine if app.net becomes a huge thing and everybody goes there. Are you on um, that? You in there? I'm, I, I'm not going to repeat everything Marco said from Build and Analyze. Go back and listen to Build and Analyze episode. What was it he just did? 
Marco articulates. That was episode number 90, and I will put that into the show notes. Because Marco articulates a lot of my own concerns with this. It's, you know, it's this thing that came along. You you give them some money, and they're going to make, they're making a Twitter like thing. They made their own version of a Kickstarter. It's like, it's basically a tipster Twitter without ads. What else? Tell me. It's got 256 characters instead of 140. You know, it's like, you know, whatever, six minute abs or whatever. What, 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 uh, what are the big selling points on app.net? AppNet, I'm, I'm, I've been corrected. It, it is, uh, you know, it's, 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 and you can go there. You, I'll put it in the show notes too, but they have it, they have it up and running at alpha.app.net. And basically you go in there and you can, it's, it's like Twitter. It's like you said, it's, it's longer. The theory, this is AppNet that is, uh, it's, it's Twitter for the people. It's Twitter for people, well, for people who want to pay. And it will be paid, so it will be supported. It'll have an API. You can build. You can build <laughs> so, your Twitter for the people in the sense that first class on an airplane is uh, chairs for the people. Chairs for the people. And this, you can go in. You can you support this, so you know it's going to be there. You'll be able to export your data at any time. All the things that you wish Twitter had, like an open API that won't that won't it may evolve, but it won't change. It won't go away. You won't right. build a client. And then find out that Twitter doesn't want you to have a client anymore. This is this is something that's designed to be open in that way for for those people who who want to pay and use it. And it's a whole new community, and it's all the things. This is the theory. I'm not saying it will be any of these right. things, but this is what what they put forward. And I'm, I'm the notion, on there, but you're saying you're not on there. The notion is getting to that. The notion is that you uh, you go in, you kick in a few bucks for this. Uh, you maybe uh, accidentally auto tweet about it. I guess they fix that. Because, yeah, you know, it's, tr- it's a trusted network and a sustainable business model. So why wouldn't you ask for the money up front and then toot about it without telling people? So anyway, it's going to be great. And uh, it got really popular. People like Grooves have been tooting about it and writing about it. And, you know, again, the network effect. Go Just Google it. I mean, if you don't get enough people there, in this case, to fund it, you'll never get enough people there to use it because it's not going to get made because they're not going to make it until they get their money, which is great. Um I think that I think it's so weird to take money for creative stuff before you make it. It's one thing to make a watch band. I just don't understand that. That's that's just my own malady that I don't understand. I don't understand. So anyway, but it got really popular. They got funded. Yay! They got their they got their half a million dollars to go make an application. Um, and so uh, I went and I signed up because I I wanted to have my username. I had like fifteen hours left or whatever it was to sign up. So I went. I paid him fifty bucks, and now I got my username. Who are you? Hot dogs, ladies. Do I sound excited? Yeah, dude. You try and bottle it up. Yeah. Hot so now dogs, I'm there. ladies. Sorry I'm there because... that page was not found. In the, in the case of Sublime Text, um, and I'm ready to be proven wrong about this. In the case of Sublime Text, I made a move that I should have made a long time ago, which was understanding, seeing what the landscape was. It's gotten easier now that Sublime Text is so full-featured and solid and fast. Right. I mean, remember when TextMate first came out, it was real pokey and weird and crashy and strange. Uh, it really, I mean, Sublime Text is really solid. And I'll bet you within a week or five, I'm going to feel almost as comfortable in Sublime Text as I am in TextMate. Wow. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, um, text, did I say TextEdit? TextMate. You know, maybe, who knows how this app thing is going to work out. But I'm beginning this with about the most toxic feeling that I can be, begin any relationship with, which is I feel, not blackmail precisely, but like if I want my username... And, you know, I've got like almost 80 followers. Like it's worth me keeping that name, right? Like what happens if I don't keep that name and somebody goes over there? Well, somebody else gets that name and then it's like, I know that sounds like such a silly, trivial thing. This didn't matter two weeks ago when I didn't know if this thing was going to happen. I have absolutely zero interest in using this application. But like a big dork, I had to go run over, 
just because of my own maladies. Again, I had to go over, drop some cash, and make sure that I didn't have namespace pollution every day. So there you go. And now do I sound really thrilled about that? No. I'm hoarse from screaming, and I'm exhausted from kicking. Fine. You happy now, bitch? Well, who, are, who, <laughs> who are you over there? Doesn't matter. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to have, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know what? Maybe when the network effect moves everybody over and you can't have the full toots appear on Twitter anymore, I'm tempted to just, I don't have an, I'm not on the alpha or whatever, but I, I bought an account. Oh, I get so, it. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I it's okay. I'm, I'm good to not be in the alpha. I think I'll be all right for a while. Maybe all right. But Twitter, I, I need to lay down. Twitter drives me nuts too. There's a lot that, I mean, like, I, I, I have enough frustration to go around. Don't worry. But I, in that case, like, I, I, maybe that'll turn out great. I'm like Marco. I'm so ready to be proven wrong about so many things. It happens enough that I've come to kind of enjoy it. But in that case, I'm drag, drag kicking and screaming. So what happens? I mean, do you come up with more of these things? You better sign up for readability if you want to get your check. I know that's been settled. But there's all kinds of things like this where somebody goes and they make a thing and it gets kind of popular. In this case, before it was even a thing. And now I'm, I went kicking and screaming into that. Why am I mentioning this? Just because it's two things this week that I'm thinking about. I, I, I love TextMate so much. I've been so happy with it. It's the best whatever 80 bucks or whatever I ever spent. It's been great for me. Uh, I've grown in the kind of work that I do because there are so many things I don't have to think about anymore in TextMate. Right. I'm 100% confident. I'm 92% confident. I'm over 88% confident that that is going to happen with Sublime Text probably within a month. And I'll actually be a happier human. There's a lot about it where they've learned from TextMate's uh, shortcomings and have accounted for that from the beginning in the design. Maybe that's happening with AppNet too. Um, it, it, it strikes me that for something that's going to be so open, it's going to be pretty tough to fix, fit 256 characters into a 140-character world. Right. So anyway, I'm sure it'll turn out great. It sounds like the people who make it... No, I'm being sarcastic. I'm not sure it'll turn out great. I'm being totally sarcastic. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether I think it'll turn out great. I had to sign up for it because now my friends are going to be there and I got to have that name. So I don't know. I, just, it's the, I didn't start out meaning for this to be a big rant. But there are so many things that we encounter in life that we enter kicking and screaming. Sometimes it turns out great. Sometimes it turns out indeterminate for a long time. And sometimes it turns out really, really bad. But it just feels like there's stuff we encounter sometimes that it's just the thing that we've got to do. And sometimes it really sucks. Your thoughts, Dan Benjamin? When You're on the AppNet. I'm sorry to answer your question. <laughs> to let you respond, you're on the AppNet. Are you using the AppNet? AppNet seems to be, as I said a little earlier today, it seems to be the second most popular platform for discussing AppNet. That seems to be, I went and looked at the, at the, uh, at the alpha.app.net, which you can look at on your computer, and it would seem to be a lot of long toots about AppNet. You know, there are... Marco pointed out, and again, we don't, we don't want this to just be a repetition of that, but Marco pointed out some of the issues, which is, are you going to do the, you know, do you do the cross posting thing where you go to Twitter and you ask a question or make a tweet and then do the same thing on app.net? And that, I think that's a dilemma for a lot of people. And until, until there is that indication, which you said you were kind of maybe waiting for that, okay, people are over here now. And that's the concern is that who is going to make that leap or take that jump? Who's going to say, well, I'm, I'm not going to be using Twitter anymore. I'm just going to be using this app.net. And if you want to hear from me, you'll go over there. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to do that. And I would need to see a whole lot of people 
make the switch over there to do it. But like you said, I'm over there if and when that happens. That The attitude of I'm over there if and when that happens is not the kind of attitude that we all need to have in order to make AppNet a success. So it is a big question mark I for a lot of I have absolutely no interest in them being a success. As I sit here today, I, I, I hope everybody who tries to do everything they want that is good ends up being successful. To call me a supporter of that site would be a little bit inaccurate. You are simply, there- you're simply prepared in case that happens. Well, you know, I mean, it would, it would be like, it would be like me being stuck in a rainstorm, grabbing an umbrella and, and saying that I'm, you know, like a a supporter of dryness. Well, (laughs) okay. How much will that cost me? You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't need another goddamn thing to sign up for. I've, I'm sat, I want fewer of these things, not more of these things. And there aren't that many questions I have in my life where the answer is sign up for another thing. Mm. And there are precious few things in my life that require sign up for another thing and then pay money. Right. I don't mind the money. I, don't, I won't miss the money. But I certainly don't want to have to face 50 more of these that a bunch of my popular friends like that's going to cost me 50 bucks a crack to not have my username screwed up on. Mm-hmm. So maybe I shouldn't be attached to that username. But, you know, I've I don't I, 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 I never been crazy about that username. I used it because I deleted my Merlin Man account on Twitter in, in a fit of peak in the early days. But um, I don't know. I just, it's, I, I, and you can tell that I am kicking and I am screaming. Maybe I'll go over there. Maybe it'll be fine. But again, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess one thing that, the, it seems to me that one thing they are doing that is smart where other people have tried to do something smart and it didn't work out. I think in the past, part of the failure of a lot of these things, whether it's status.net or whatever, or not failures, but non-success of these things, has been to replicate Twitter. To say, we're going to make, what? I think the parlance might be an open source Twitter. Yeah. Which seems like a really great idea. But that's kind of like building a cardboard box that looks like McDonald's and, and writing over 20 million sold on it. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> calling yourself McDonald's is not the important part. Right. It's the fact that they built that infrastructure. They've built that community. And, and certainly as history has shown us, people do leave popular sites. How many times have you been on your MySpace page this week? Yeah, really. And, and there was a time, what, two, three years ago even, where that it was, I guess, but whenever, whenever before Fox or whoever, Rupert Murdoch um, acquired uh, MySpace. But, you know, that was where you went. If you were in a band, you had to be on MySpace. Yeah. But like, do you want to live in a world where you've got like 10 of these things you have to keep updated in 10 different audiences? Or you want to become that guy who goes and buys another service that lets him splat everything out to 40 different places? You know, like where do you, where do you want to have the integrity of your voice live? Can you just pick a place? Well, here's the deal. How about you just leave Twitter and go to AppNet? If it's that good, why don't you quit today? Why don't you put up a final tooth that says, I went to this other place? That would be commitment. Commitment's not spending 50 bucks. Commitment is leaving. Right? You know, one pair of shoes out, one pair of shoes in. Hmm. I don't need 150 pairs of shoes. I will not wear them and they will take up space in my life. That's how I feel. Like if you guys, if you guys want to, you know, are, if you're so in love with this new service, well, why don't you move there? 100%. Well, maybe, maybe the, you know, maybe there's, they're, they're stuck in this wait and see. Well, well, let's see. Well, let's see who else moves there first. How many of those can we tolerate, Dan? I don't know. How many wait and sees, how many wait and sees can you stand, especially at 50 bucks a crack? Anyway. Whatever. This wasn't what I meant to talk Man, about. you're so angry. No, Gosh. not really. No, just this tease made me very dry. Uh, I should tell you about something I like. It's is an what astringent. I it's an astringent. Isn't that something you, like, if you have a pimple, you put on a, you, on a... Maybe if you have a pimple. I don't, I don't get them. I'm paleo, man. Sorry. You 
live no no i just it's just so interesting you 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 present yourself as such a rational person and yeah. you, you might as well have like a wizard hat and another wizard hat cool i would love to you know what i want is one of those little they're white and they have the little like uh the captain's like captain's hat the brim is black the hat uh -huh. is white and it has a little the little uh, like gold like your commodore commodore oh commodore you hat. know what i'm talking about yeah i'll get you a vic 20 hat you should do that. You should get one of those hats. I'd, I'd wear that every day. Commodore Schmidlap. I'd wear it every day. I would never trust a guy in a captain's hat if he wasn't on a boat. Well, then I'll be on a boat. Whatever it takes to get your trust, I'll do it. It's kind of like uh, like cosplay for rich guys. Don't you think? I'll try that too. What is me. It? I'm the dark captain. Dark captain? Yeah, you know, uh, Fire and Life Incarnate. <laughs> did I send you that photo of them kissing? Yes, you did. I got to tell you about this thing I like. It's called Squarespace. You heard of these guys? I have heard of Squarespace. Squarespace uh, 6 is this exciting new version of Squarespace that is a, uh, it's a completely different animal from Squarespace 5, but they're two very sexy, sexy animals. And uh, I am currently, uh, as for myself, using Squarespace <laughs> 6. That's fantastic. Sexy animals? Yeah. Is that a, a Comic-Con thing? I, I'd like it to be because I'm going. You ever heard of bronies? Brony. Squarespace 6. Squarespace 6 is an amazing thing. And what I'm doing is, I, I'm not even going to say gut in my site. I have started completely over. You can go to MerlinM.com to watch me doing this. Uh, I think I told you my SSD might have given up the ghost. So I'm kind of behind on uh, a lot of this. Give up the ghost. I think my SSD is about to die. Did you know that? You told me before the show. I'm sorry yeah. to hear it. Yeah, I just Hopefully your hard drive will, you have a backup, I'm hoping. Is that what, what this is, spot is about? The backups? What, what is that? <laughs> is, that, is, that like, is that like when you get the beepy thing on your car when you're in Florida? Yes. Doot, 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 doot. And so I'm starting over. You go to MerlinM.com and uh, coming, God willing, if my SSD doesn't go uh, boobies up, uh, I'm going to have a screencast for you. Um, maybe today. Sorry, little Ryan. But on how I use blocks. You know about these blocks? Blocks. These amazing little widgets of, of content that you just drag on a page and you move around. Hey, you know that binary bonsai guy, Michael? You know, he yeah, works in the sure. space. Yeah. Did you know he works there? I did not know that. He literally made the Kubrick theme that, that everybody's right. got on their WordPress. Yeah, sweet hire. A fan. You ever seen his uh, stuff he writes about Star Wars? No, no, I have He not. worked on Layout Engine. He worked on a Layout Engine. Did you know that? Layout Engine lay is their big, that's their big thing. Tell him about Layout Engine. Layout Engine, what's really really cool about the layout engine with squarespace is it it solves the problem that so many people have whenever you get into a situation where you want to start creating your site your page how do you do it well you got to look through it no this is revolutionary it's completely different it allows you to use any configuration that you want you can just drag that's the genius i want this thing to go here you just drag it to where you want it to go and everything is always, they have the beautiful grid. You don't have to worry about alignment. And when you shrink down the edges of your browser, like you would uh, down to the size of an iPhone, it's going to look good because everything is responsive. And, and when you and I started out in this racket, it was uh, all about tables, where you could have tables and uh, different widths. So you could arrange things on a page through this amazing hack. There were two great hacks back in the day. One was the uh, one pixel uh, a transparent GIF, mm -hmm. or GIF, as you say. Mm -hmm. And the other one was using tables. And I remember the first time I ever saw the CNET site was the first one I ever saw that had a side rail. It was like the craziest thing I'd ever seen. They had like a what? Like a probably a 100 or 120 pixel width uh, table, like a TD. Yeah. And, and then the, the content well at like, you know, I don't know if you could even use uh, asterisk back then. Hmm. But anyhow, uh, you know, like I got into the blueprint. Well, I, uh, blueprint. A lot of people do. Not blueprint. The I think blueprint. blueprint. 
Blueprint. Blueprint kind of lost out to the 960s and stuff, but that was my first framework a few years ago. And I loved it, but you would have to go in and do all this craziness to use a grid-based design. You would have to go in and say, like, how many... It was a lot like almost like doing tables because you'd have to do spans and put in these classes. You don't do any of this with this. As you'll see in this screencast, God willing, you drag stuff in. If you want three things across the page, you drag three things in. I mean, you know, you know what I did that was really monkey balls? I put in a video and I put in another video and because those are represented just by a little draggy thing, you can drag two videos to be right next to each other. Like, think about what, that, what it took to, two years ago to have two embeds from two different video services perfectly align at 50% each across a page and not screw up the rest of the page without you even having to check. It's insane. So anyway, yeah. this, is, this is coming soon. Please, here's the thing. Go out and try this. Uh, you can go to uh, squarespace.com slash back to work and you will get a two-week free trial. And why do I keep telling you this? Because you need to try this. Even if you don't end up buying it, at least go try it, right? There's no harm. There's no credit card. No salesman will call. No motorcycles after 3 p.m. Just go and check it out. <laughs> Squarespace.com slash back to work. And if you do sign up, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, if you do sign up uh, for at least a year, you get a free domain name. You type in a domain name. You hit a button. And boom, you have a domain name on your new Squarespace site. Uh, it has to be available, of course. We should always say these things. We yeah, because they, they, they won't unregister it like Microsoft.com free if you wanted that. Right, unless you got a friend. Yeah. You got you to, yeah. But um, uh, two weeks free. And so here's the deal. You, uh, if you sign up for a year, you get 20% off, two years, 25% off. And Dan, Dan, you know, it's the month of eight, so we have an offer code for an extra 10% on top of whatever it is you buy, 10% off. Do you know what the offer code for this month it, is? Has it changed since last week? It is so old. So old. So old, one word. So it looks old. like Sold, S-O-O-L-D. But when you go and you uh, drop some coin on this wonderful service, you can use the offer code so old um, to get 10% off. Um, and uh, I'm, man, I'm having so much fun with this. I, I'm, I'm breaking a lot of my own rules. You know, I, I, I've established these rules for myself over time. One of them is that when you find yourself having too much fun with something... <laughs> You're probably having too much fun with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably should be doing more content creation, but it is so fun just to drop stuff in, to move it around, to change the size of your browser, to watch it become, you know, uh, a great looking mobile site without you having to change anything. Um, all of these words will not mean that much to you. It will mean nothing compared to you going and trying it yourself. There will soon be several screencasts about this I'm putting up, but until then, please check it out for yourself. Squarespace.com slash back to work. And we're very uh, grateful to uh, Squarespace and Lil Ryan for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. He's, he's taking another vacation. Are you kidding me? No, hold on. Do his, par do his parents know? I think he's visiting visiting his uh, parents. Because when you're that young, you, you you go back home a lot. Yeah. Let me see yeah, what he I says I think he's gone to like, like a boarding school or something, right? Yeah, I think they sent him to boarding school. And they, I thought, for a while, I thought I, thought I remember they were going to send him to skateboard school. Out in the Poconos. <laughs> yeah, let me see what he says here. The bottom of his bottom of his email correspondence with him from this morning. Please note, I'll be away from my email eight seventeen eight twenty six. Again, another another vacation. He's, he's vacation. Had, maybe maybe he's walking with wolves. He's at, he's at that age where you might want to go on some kind of a, a vision quest. Oh yeah, like you or you want to. Well, he's coming of age, and this mm. is how you test your test your metal and to become a man. Man, I you know peyote or whatever. I don't know. Speaking what they of metal, man, I I came of age so many times. It was is that a uh, euphemism? Yes, for masturbation. Oh. So kicking and screaming, it's complicated. Hmm. Resistance, resistance, aversion, as we say in Buddhism. Hmm. Hmm. I'm very reluctant to offer anything like a solution to any of this. I, I'm, I'm getting more and more interested. Did you notice in I didn't even ask? 
If you should talk about Buddhism? No, if, if I should ask if there is any kind of advice or solution, because I already know there, there is very, this is a, this is a, a tough one. Well, there's only, there's only one little bit, at least from my vantage point, which is knowing um, when to go from... <laughs> that if you choose to, you can decide when to go from hard to easy. If, if it does turn out to be something, to be a case of, no, this is just a thing that you're going to have to do. Now, in my case, let's, let's, let's dial, dial down Merlin's anger for a minute. I didn't have to do anything with, with this app.net thing, right? There's a lot of things you don't actually have to do. But, you know, in the kind of, depending on the kind of game that you're playing, like if you're at the office and you see that guy coming up with the clipboard and you're like, oh, God, I'm going to have to buy shoelaces or cookies or something. I can just feel it, you know. And yeah. he goes, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, Sana Talesia is having a fundraiser for her ballet school. Would you like to buy? Would you like <laughs> I to like buy this some- new voice. <laughs> Would you like to buy some hair ribbons and remote controls? And you go, yes, of course. Sign me up for however many. I remember this was the case with my dad. Was like it was just understood at the office. You ever you, been around this? Like they, they, at least where I work with Dave, they they would just you come in. This is <laughs> this was, it was like something Stalin would come up with. You come into work, you get your cheap coffee, and there, bum bum bum, on the kitchen table would be the thing where you sign up for how much of some some kids stuff you want to buy. It could be cookies, you know. Um, what, what are the kinds of things? Candy bars, any of that stuff. You Those come candles in. candles that they do. Candles, greeting cards. You ever do greeting cards? No. We did cheese and sausage for my band. When I was in the stage band, they had cheese and sausage. Like the, to eat? It's a no-brainer. Huh. Yeah, you're up there playing big band songs, you sell some cheese and sausage. That's so weird. Yeah. That's a lot of flutes. <laughs> it's flutes no. all the way down. Flutes all the way. <laughs> and I'll tell you, buddy, when the cheese and sausage arrived, people were just so happy. Ugh. But you remember this, like when, when you've worked in an office. I have when, worked in one. When, when the sheet goes down, like you've got, you've got to sign up for that, especially if you've got a kid. I mean, I, at when that time, the sheet I, goes down. You know what I'm talking about? You put down the sheet that's like everybody sign up to buy the thing that my kid is selling for their school oh, or yeah. for their trip to Israel or, or for their, you know, can't you just uh, give, I mean, can't you just, just do it yourself? Like give, put 50 bucks down and look, kid, take this to school. People get so, that's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. And people get so mad. People go like, Oh, this Saturday I'm doing 700 pushups for entitleitis. Do you want to sign up? And I was like, can I just give you $20? Oh, man. Like, that is not in the spirit of entitleitis. You know, a lot of people are hurting. Oh, this is a man. Facebook thing. It's a Facebook thing, isn't it? You've mentioned this on Facebook, haven't you? Okay, let me sign up for how many push-ups you're going to do. Can't I just give you money and not talk about this anymore? You know, just why don't you just ask people for money? Like, does it have to be cute? I'm dead inside, aren't I, Dan? Something's going on in there. I don't like events like that. I don't like it at all. It makes me very, very suspicious. Wow. I think it's a platform for uh, promoting this charity. Platform. Platform. We chose to go to the moon. Yes. And in this decade. Metal in the microwave. Not because they're easy, but because they are hard. Mm. Huh? What about Coming that? Coming of age. Coming of age. What about that? I love that scene in X2. Fly the when, Atlantic? When Nightcrawler is in the, in the White House in disguise, spoiler alert, and he's standing in front of that awesome portrait of Kennedy. Love that scene. I showed that to my daughter. That scared the bejesus out of my daughter. She loves Crawler, watching Crawler pour it around the White House. 
He's uh, You've seen that? very active. Yeah, very acrobatic. Yeah, well, we haven't watched it again. We're not going to read Proteus again. We're not going to watch. We're not going to watch uh, Nightcrawler. Is this present. the show still? Or yeah, um, you know, first of all, I should stipulate that I didn't have to do that thing. I felt like I had to in something very close to air quotes. But I, you know, it got popular enough that I kind of I felt like I had to do that. Um, TextMate is going to get unpopular enough that I kind of have to go to, to Sublime Text. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess one thing is and for myself. Um, I, and there's nothing I can do about these goofy services people people make, but the uh, but in the case of TextMate, do you think do you think we should have seen the writing on the wall earlier? You know what? Let me take that back. Me, I, me, I I was surprised. You, did. you were way ahead of this. I you, was going to say all along you've been talking about TextMate since we started this show some eighty episodes ago. You said it. You said it. You said it's dead in the water, and you sounded like a mean guy when you said it. I'm, I'm you said, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying you won. Like it, you you basically said, guys, this is. This is we are never going to see a legitimate 2.0 of this. It is dead. And we all sat around and going, oh, Dan, you're mean balls. And but you were right. <laughs> well, I didn't want to be right. You always want to be right, Dan. And that's not, actually not true. I'm right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? See what I did? Did you see? Uh, you, took it, you took it and you turned it. I know. That's pretty good. Incorrigible. Now, what about this? What about times where how do you become aware that? something is even a legitimate kicking and screaming type situation. Like, like it, uh, there's times when it's a surprise when somebody comes in and goes, Hey, guess what? We're using a uh, Zipbot diddly D enterprise pro from now on. Like, and you can't do anything about it. But I, I, you think there are times when we should be aware that kicking and screaming is coming at us. Is it, yes. When do you, what, what's an example of that? That's a tough for text one. Textmate, textmate, a good one. Yeah. Well, we keep you, I'm trying to think of a different one. What about health and getting older? Health, getting older, uh, your, when your wife is pregnant would be a good one. <laughs> I don't understand that sentence. You yeah. mean like that you've got, the, oh, be ready, be ready yeah. for how your life is upended. Yes. Okay, sure, sure. I was thinking more of, um, and boy, I'm, I'm the worst person in the world, the most hypocritical person in the world to talk about this, but th there are definitely some things that, um, I said this before, I'm not a regretter. I, I'm, I, You're more like a regretterton. I'm I'm a regretter Nick. I'm a regretter Hobbit. Yeah, I got nothing. No. Yeah, and that's George R R R R Martin that made that. Is that right? <laughs> R R R R. Are there actually the no? Is Middle Earth? You know what? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's 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 funny things uh, about the kicking and screaming. Uh, we talk about the health stuff. There, it is funny how there are there are so many things that are easier to do when you're younger. Whether you know, setting aside things like traveling to France or whatever, yeah, it, it is funny how I mean that's actually a pretty good one. But there are others where, like, if you've gotten into a habit of doing a certain thing earlier, um, but I can think of a lot of these actually. Uh, health and like trying to maybe stop a bad habit or start a good habit sometimes easier to do when you're young. You know, another one to think about, uh, completely apropos of nothing, is data portability. Hmm. You know, like I, I, I've tried to get in the habit of keeping my Tumblr stuff exported frequently. I still haven't set up all the Dr. Drang stuff for tweet archiving. I mean, gosh, how many of us are really as backed up as we should be at any time? You know what I mean? That's a, that's a kind of kicking and screaming, you know, when you go like, in my case, oh my God, I got I to gotta go to the new egg site again. You know, got to get more of these things. You know what I mean? But there's those kinds of things where like if you if you could have seen... Uh, you know, the apocalypse coming towards you a little earlier, you, there might, it might not, not have been as much of a kicking, screaming type situation. 
lot of people would say with the TextMate example, I think a lot of people would say and did say, well, why don't you just be a gentleman and go learn VI? Talk about a rich community. Talk about, I mean, a full featured thing. Don't you think most people would say VI is like feature complete? Oh, yeah. It's more than feature complete. It's be well. The people, the kind of people that use VI would have said that it was feature complete on day one. Day one. Yeah. The first day that it came out, it was, it did everything it needed to do. And hmm. it, anything since then has been just little, little nice to have improvements, but that a, a VI purist would insist that everything you can do with VI, well, you could have done that with Ed. I was going to say, why'd you switch from Ed? Yeah. I'm not a switcher. Yeah. That would be a funny commercial if John, John Hodgman were Ed <laughs> and uh, the Justin guy were VI. He would be VI. God, it's so great to make unfunny jokes that even I barely understand. I know, I don't understand where we've gone. Hmm. Or where, to, our, this, to, our, to our special place. Is this where, what people do you well, think? I'm trying to offer a somewhat practical component to okay. kicking and screaming. Um, yeah. Does, does <laughs> seeing it coming help you in some way? Well, it can, it can, it can certainly help you to understand uh, if you see the beast coming, the beast, capital B, being Hank. Uh, if you see a Hank coming at you, <laughs> right? Now he's not the apocalypse. The apocalypse, I think you're thinking of apocalypse. He's the one that gets Archangel on his side. Archangel. He thinks he's working with the Doctor, but it's actually Mystique. Mm. You know, dark, uh, dark side. <laughs> apocalypse has a kid. Are you kidding me? Would it be spoilery to tell me who it is? Yeah, keep reading. Huh? Is that true? What you told me about Juggernaut? Yeah. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. I can't find where that is. I think it might have been a made-up thing. Is this my, one of those universe my, deals? No. Hmm. This hmm. canon. Main, main universe. 616. 616. Right in the 616. Right in it. Hmm. If you saw the beast coming towards you, do you just call him Beast or The Beast? Does he have a... Uh, beast a if it's a guy. The Beast if it's the devil. Oh! Do you guys have the devil? Uh, no, actually. I think the devil's in... Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's over on uh, our side of the uh, gridiron. Yeah, devil squarely over there, yeah. You guys just have, have guilt and matzah. Mazel tov. You see him coming. Now, McCoy, that's an Irish name, I believe, or possibly Scottish. You see him coming, and you're going to have to make the decision. You're going to have to say, well, is this going to be hard or easy? And I don't know if you can always see that coming. I think that one part of the kicking and screaming that makes it kicking and screaming is you don't realize how hard it's going to be because it's, it's already a... You know what I mean? Like if, if you knew that it was going to be an easy ramp up, if I knew if I had the sense to realize I should have started preparing for these things earlier, it wouldn't have been a kicking and screaming thing. And the truth is, again, let's be really honest, there's no reason that I can't keep using TextMate. It's not like it stopped working today. It's just that that's the point when it started feeling like sunk cost. Yeah, and that's the problem is you say to yourself, I have a tool, the tool works, why not keep using it? Right. Why not? In a different time, in the, like the 43 folders era, I would have, that my response to that would have partly been, well, I'm missing out. And, and this is, I don't... No, I don't, right, you're missing out. You're missing out on the new thing, the new thing that's that's so much better, the new thing that's... Right, yeah, exactly. Better is a good way to put it, that that this could be something, and, and in my constant, at the time, constant quest to find the best version of each of these things or most efficient or effective or productive or whatever. In my quest to find those things, I was, that was never sated. Like, I was always looking for what the next thing nothing was. Nothing was you, ever good enough. Not, nothing was ever good enough. All unhappy families are Anna Karenina. And by the time that I got to something like Quicksilver, then I would find myself looking at, are there more plugins that I can get for it? So, I mean, there was certainly a fiddly component to that or component, but I, I really did get better at stuff because of that. But I guess the way I would put it today is not so much that I feel like I'm missing out, because, but I do feel like I'm... I sometimes wonder 
when it comes to stuff like the text editor stuff, not the AppNet stuff or whatever, but with, with the text editor, I sometimes wonder if this is more maybe of a time and attention issue, but would my time be better spent you know, forcing myself through this difficult period of learning this thing, you know, near 100%, will that, will I have more payoff a year from now than if I dug in on staying good with this one thing? Which is not, not too many existential leaps from the world of work either, right? I mean, have you ever, you sound like you, you're the kind of person who just quits jobs left and right, but I've definitely been in jobs <laughs> where uh, it's kind of become a bit with people. Um, but, but in my case, I've been real scared to lose a job and it was easy enough to like not notice the beast coming down the hallway and to just dig in and, you know, if you like whistle past the graveyard or uh, metaphor analogies. Uh, but it would have been better maybe to think way ahead. You know, I, one last example here. I, um, I have uh, a friend, a friend of the show, who I was talking to the other day. And um, he was, he's got a really, really, really good job. And he's making good dough. And he really, really likes what he's doing. He is integral to the success of the small company at which he's employed. Mm-hmm. He's really, I mean, it's, 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 if this were a one-armed bandit, it would be like seven rows of just bar, bar, bar. Like he's really scoring and hitting it out of the park. Um, the problem is that uh, all on the lines of kind of like an acquisition or the financial chickens coming home to roost, there's probably going to be some big shakeups hmm. inside of, of his company. And he's trying to get ahead of the kicking and screaming problem. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not sitting around and waiting for the day that, and, and let's switch now to me just speaking generally about this. He's not waiting for the day that somebody comes in and says, okay, you're fired. Or waiting for the day when somebody comes in and says, well, you're going to keep working here, but at you know, 25% less than we've been paying you. Because mm. it's the only way to stop you from being a huge target for the next year. Or we're going to so vastly change your job that we, we basically smoke you out of here like George Costanza, you know. Um, he's not waiting for that. He's trying to think ahead about this. And this was the nature of our discussion. And he was talking about the stuff that, you know, he could do, can do, might do, would do when that day came along. And, and you know, in my typical way, what I said to him was, well, if you did get fired today, what would you do? And he said exactly what I thought he would say, which was, well, I would go through my Rolodex and start contacting a bunch of these people to let them know that I'm available. And I said, well, what stops you from doing that today? Because he's, you know, like a lot of people, he's got a kind of implicit non-compete. Mm-hmm. But essentially what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter what you would do, but it's really interesting to think about, you know, if, if I had this situation, if my, if my SSD is going to go boobies up today, which I, I hope it won't, like what, what, is, what is my contingency plan for that? And is that something I want to start planning for? Not to be a paranoiac, but to at least start thinking about, well, maybe this is one thing where I won't have to kick in or scream if I've thought ahead. And in his case, just doing something as simple as maybe contacting, you know, in, in, a, in a non-actionable way, <laughs> contacting some one person from his Rolodex just to keep in touch might give him a really good sense of smell for what he's facing if he does get fired or if he does decide to leave. Because like, when's the last time anybody ever got to keep their job and get more money because they said, well, I might go somewhere else? Like, I think that, in my opinion, that totally pegs you as trouble. Uh, this is not always true in some things like sales that are just super competitive and have a high turnover by nature. I think in a lot of places, it's, it's easy to peg yourself as trouble. And to, even if you get to keep that job a little longer, you seem perfidious or disloyal. 
So anyway, I, I, I don't think there's a way to get out of the kicking and screaming because sometimes Van Hoot just comes down the hall with like a new app. But maybe one way to think about it is if there is something that you think you might need a contingency plan for, maybe it's smart to start thinking about it sooner rather than later. Is that at all germane? I think so. I, you know, but here you go trying to provide uh, this is your answer. You said before you weren't going to give one. <sighs> I don't see myself. I don't see myself. I should just get mad again. Yeah, do it. We should talk about our last sponsor. Okay. Is there something you like you like to tell us about? I'll tell, I'll tell you about it. I mean, I mean Dan, Dan, can I be honest with you? Go ahead, caller. Okay. Uh, uh, long time Xer. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. There, well, that's because they're doing something really, really cool for listeners. Oh, they're, you, they're a cool company with a cool product, but they're also doing But they're doing stuff. something really, really so, cool. So, 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 so prick up your pointy yellow ears, Logan. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about uh, Igloo. Now, these, these guys, we've had, we, they, they, have, they have done something nice for us. They're doing something even cooler. We'll get to that in a second. Igloosoftware.com. This is, these are the guys they have created for you a digital workplace. What does that mean, Merlin? I'll tell you. You can give updates. Are you sure you gave the right URL there, uh, Johnny? Igloosoftware.com. We're going to add something to the end, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. Please continue. If I say it now, then it'll ruin it. Yeah, cut all that out. Am I doing this or are you doing this? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Why don't you do it? Am I wrong? Not... <laughs> give updates. You have discussions and you share files with your entire team and you do it all in one place. So how does this help you? What does this help you do? It helps you keep on task without worrying about giving your, your, your team, your boss, or your boss's boss updates on what you are working on, okay? Uh, it, it's all there. It's all there. You have a team blog. You can see if someone else is, is messing with your brand or your process. You can look at the, They have an activity stream that shows you what files people are creating, what they're sharing with each other, what they're sharing with your clients. And you can do this too. You can share links. You can have discussions with your team. You can document the process. It's all there. They even have things like built-in content moderation. And if you're, if you're one of the types of people, like a Mer, if you're like a Merlin and you get angry at your inbox, this helps because you can collaborate on documents. You don't have to email 50 versions of something back and forth. And all of this, everything I'm describing, all of it, they would have, in the old days, Merlin, they would have called this an intranet. But it's more than just an intranet. You can have multiple things all together. So you can, well, marketing, you guys have your own place to share stuff. Oh, developers, you have your own blogs. You have your own streams. You, you don't have, you're not limited to combining all of this into one place. You break it up. You break it out the way you want it to be. You need to get one of these for us. We have. We actually have one coming in. We need, we need to get it. We need to get it. We need to use it because I think I, I, we could igloo our enterprise. It's all, hard. it's all SSL. So it's all secure. And that's what you have companies saying, well, I don't, you know, but it's all SSL. It's all secure. And uh, you, you get one, you can customize this whole thing. But you keep it all under one house. It's under one interface. The team, all of your teams can all use it. Now, this all sounds uh, fancy, but it's still very affordable. And this is very much one of those things where, you, you know, if you're serious about this, you're doing business, you want to look at something like this. It's, it's 99 bucks a month. It gets 20, up to 25 people in using it. And uh, Merlin, maybe you can tell us about the special thing. Oh, that's, that's not per seat. That's for the, that's that for the whole, whole nine? Yeah, 99 bucks per month for a team of up to 25 people. That's a pretty good deal. It is a good deal. Huh. Oh, they're doing something, they're doing something very special. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Well, they want you to, they want you to come in and, uh, and, and sign up for this deal. So here's what you do. You go to igloosoftware.com slash xman, one word, x-m-a-n-n. igloosoftware.com slash xman. 
X. Spell it though. M A N N. X M A N N. Like my name. I'll tell you what. I'll put it on the. Uh, It'll be in the show notes. I'll put it on the tutor. This is pretty great. Uh, and you will see, Dan. <laughs> would you please describe what you see on the page? This is so cool. Okay, so first it says, "Hi, can I ask you a question?" And it, it has a little thing. But on the right-hand side, you will see Igloo's giant-sized X-Man. They have the X-Man uh, X-Man logo. You see Merlin's little... This is like a comic book Merlin. That's, 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 that's classic. It's classic. very cool. Very cool. I would, they should do a big... I think people this, would want this, that for their desktop. This page was ri- actually written by Chris, Claire, Chris uh, Claremont. Little known fact. <laughs> is that true? It's true. And uh, if, you know, now people who are saying, well, I'd, I'd, maybe I don't know if I want to use this service. Well, you should check it out. But here's the thing. You can win something very cool, this bundle that Merlin is doing. And you don't have to sign up. There's a little checkbox at the bottom of the page. If you're interested, and, and you know what, try it out. Try Igloo out. 30 days is free. Well, they so, reached out to us, Dan, is what they did. Try it out. But if you, they, don't, if you really don't want to try it and you just want to win this bundle, you can still win it. You just check, check the evil box. The evil box is the one that says, I don't want to try Igloo. <laughs> I, just want, I just want the Igloo Giant size. Well, are bundle. we going to talk about the bundle? Let's talk about the bundle. Just briefly, just in brief. No, no, no you take your time. Now they're not going to give away tons of these, right? I mean, this is. Going I don't to know how many they're going to give out. It's just like a raffle, right? I don't know. Well, I'm working. I'm working closely inside the igloo on this, but basically, the the idea is that it will be a hand picked artisanal collection of uh, some of our favorite uh, uh, X Men. Uh, I'm thinking trade paperbacks and perhaps a collectible action figure and you can register for when you register for this if you win this deal you're going to win the X-Man bundle now we're going to have details on that forthcoming but I've, I've been working closely inside the igloo with our people you and I have talked about this and I think it's going to be a pretty sweet package if you know what I mean I like, I like what you just said yeah What's fire it, and light incarnate ooh mm-hmm. this is really good stuff though I mean you send over a list to me of what what could be in there yeah Can am I eligible to win this I don't think so. Okay. I, I, but uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I have to see. We'll have to, we'll have to check in uh, Arizona and California. But uh, no, please go and try this out. And I'm, I'm serious, Dan. Can you get them to set us up with one of these? We, like we kind of had that one a long time them? ago. Yeah. Sure. No, but I wanna, we, should, we should run your gosh darn company for a week off of this. what we should do. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Can you put me on the board? Yeah, you're up. Hold on. All right. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So you just go in and you, and you sign up. That's all there is to it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal. It's a sweet deal. And you know what? Can I just say, it's really super nice and super cool. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm way into it when people uh, do something as lovely. Our friend Marco with the K did this, I believe. Is that right? Marco with the K. He's behind all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's been working closely in real time with us on this. And it's nice to work with folks who are so enthusiastic about making something cool uh, for us and our listeners. So please uh, go give this a try. Anything else you need to know? It's Igloo. Igloo. Let me just check the double the URL here. Igloosoftware.com slash X-M-A-N-N. Mm-hmm. Just like the name of my, my special new Tumblr, Giant Sized X-Man. Isn't that the but, saddest thing you've ever heard? It's really good stuff. Our right, thanks very much to Marco with a K and, uh, and Igloo for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. Yeah. Isn't that a nice thing? Yeah. They reached out. Look really at that. Really cool. I think they're going to get a C&D from... Uh, Marvel on that, though. You think? Nah, Kirby's family. I think, they, I think they hired some lawyers. Did Kirby make the uh, logo? Isn't that Kirby? Yeah, that's a Kirby. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, can always mm-hmm. tell. Boy, you can really, know, you can really see when, when the switch from, is it Dave? Do you say uh, Dave Cockrum? How, how do you say his name? Cock, there's, cock, there's, no way, there's no way to sit Cocktoastin. There's yeah, no way to say that. his name that I feel great about. Yeah. To the other guy. 
Yeah. Boy, I'm enjoying that stuff a lot. Yeah, the stuff, the stuff that uh, the artists ain't all uh, hand-picking stuff. We should, well, this is running long, so we shouldn't talk about X-Men too long. Okay. Yeah, but apparently, I, don't, I, I talk about X-Men on everything I do now, don't I? You wouldn't know. You don't listen. You don't listen. Do you listen to the other shows? Did you listen? No, you had to listen to Kind of Critical because you were on it. I was on that one, but I don't know. If this, I was listening to, to the two of you speak. Does that count as listening to the show? I did talk a lot. I did. I talked a lot. No, I didn't mean that. I'm just saying, does that qualify as listening or do I need to have gone back and listened to the whole? Is this still, is this still the regular show? Or are we I'm done? not even sure this is the regular show anymore. Do you think we help people this week? This week, you helped a lot of people. Yeah, I whined a lot about that app deal. Though. I shouldn't have done that. People are going to be mad about that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and like you know, it's get, not like you read your mail, so who cares? Yeah. I have to go. I have to go get my reading glasses and get those two hundred and fifty-six characters of grrr. <laughs> you're not on. You're not on there. Yeah, I am. It's weird. Yeah, want to button this up? Yeah, we can button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin man. <laughs>